0: And welcome to the tea with Crema. My name is Chris. I'll be one of your hosts. And I'm joined by my best friend, Emma. Hello. Today is a super special episode. We have our first actual guest, not someone that we forced and drug onto the show. We have someone here, and her name is Shemaine Wilson. And she has an addiction, y'all. She's addicted to setting goals and crushing them. Some call her ambitious. Some call her crazy. She's a Jesus lover. She's a wife, a mother of three amazing boys, an educator, and very recently, an entrepreneur. So let's all welcome (sighs) Shemayne.
1: Hey, everybody. Thank you all for having me on your show.
0: We're super, super excited. All right. Before we get started with our episode, we do want to check in. What tea does everyone have today?
2: Today, I am drinking, surprise, surprise, green tea again, but this time it's not the H-E-B brand because that was trash. Sorry, H-E-B, you do everything else well. So I'm drinking the Yamamoto Yama, Yamamoto Yama brand. What are y'all drinking?
1: I am not big on tea. However, I do have a Folgers Classic Roast Medium Blend Coffee.
2: Oh, at Folgers, um, please sponsor Chimane. She just name-dropped the heck out of (laughs) (laughs) y'all.
0: The best part of waking up is folders in In your your cup.
1: Amen, (laughs) amen.
0: I'm excited. It's our first, like, morning episode because Emma hates mornings, so usually we have, like, afternoon episodes, which means I have to drink afternoon teas, but today... No, I get to drink one of my breakfast teas for an episode. So I have my breakfast blend from Tazo and I really like it. It's kind of like a little spicy morning blend, has just enough caffeine to get me going for the day without feeling super wired. So that's my tea today. Highly recommend, one of my favorite morning teas. Well, I'm glad you all have some nice beverages with you. All right, well, let's get started. So Charmaine, can you tell us a little bit, how do you know Chris and Emma?
1: Well, I know Chris from an interview. I actually met him at a job fair when I was looking to become a teacher. Chris interviewed me and we've now been working together for three years and we've grown to become really good friends. And I feel like I know Emma just because I'm such a huge fan of the show. She doesn't know a lot about me, but I feel like I know a lot about her just by listening to the Tea with Crema.
2: Well, you got like a deep, uh, up close and personal view of me, and we like, yeah, that's true. Because we, I think we've met maybe like a handful of times, but we haven't really gotten to hang out yet. So it's coming. It's It's coming, coming. (laughs) y'all.
0: So speaking of work together, what is your your day job, and how did you kind of enter that career? Because I know it's not like your lifelong thing that you've been doing. So tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so I am currently a fifth grade math teacher. And the journey started long, long ago. Back when I first started college, I did go into it thinking, yeah, I'm going to be an educator. I want to change the world and be such a good leader for these students. But, you know, life happened and I had to work in college. So I wasn't able to complete the student teaching or anything like that. So I switched my degree plan and I went into nursing such a bad idea. I freaked out as soon as I walked into the Smart Hospital at UTA. They said that we were going to have to draw blood and I was like, "Oh no, get me out of this as soon as possible." So then I switched my degree plan again, and that was a big mistake because I found out that I was pregnant, then I had a baby. I was like, "Okay, I'm so over school. I'm tired of changing my degree plan." Just put me in the quickest thing to get me out of here. So I got my degree in sociology and I knew that I was destined to be a teacher. So I was like, okay, what do I need to do to get my teaching certification? So I entered the Texas Teachers Alternative Teaching Program. I didn't complete it quickly at all. I had two babies at this time. So I'm like, okay, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I have all these responsibilities. There's no way I'm going to get this done. Four years later, I completed the program. I was just like, okay, it's got to happen. So I went to my first job fair, which is where I met Chris, and I was hired on the spot. And I was like, oh, Lord, I cannot believe I'm about to be a teacher. Like right now, am I ready? So that's how I started being a teacher. I've been at Eastern Hills Elementary now for three years, and it has been a challenge, but I enjoy it building those relationships with the students and building the friendship that I have with Chris and a few other teachers and staff at Eastern Hills.
2: Did you know you wanted to be like elementary or you were open to anything?
1: I think I was open, but when I did sub, I subbed in the lower grade, so I knew I did not want to be second or lower. Absolutely not.
2: (laughs) Those babies are so little. I don't know how anyone is third grade or below. I give props to them every single day because I'm exhausted just watching. (laughs) Yes.
0: Teeny, tiny. So small.
2: (laughs) And just so many emotions. They have such big emotions in their bodies. Yes. Along with teaching, you also have a like passion project. You call it a hobby, but it's like a real side hustle. Like I I am on your page. I see the content <laughs> you post. You are out here. So, please tell us more about your passion project, your side hustle, your future career, your second career. I don't know what they call it in education, you know, they're always like, "You have a second career coming." But Yeah. Well,
1: I started it because I was selling like my old purses, my old shoes and clothes on Poshmark. And I was making all these trips to the post office. And I'm like, I'm not really getting paid a lot for this. So this is like a job. What can I do to increase the revenue that I'm bringing in? So I started researching on, you know, how to become an online business owner And I found a lot of things, but it was just like, oh, that's too much work. I don't have time for it. And at the time I wasn't in education, so I didn't have the summers off or anything like that. So I was working full time. It just came about that it was going to be a hobby. And so I started it with the intention of it being a hobby. Like I'm just going to use my summers and make a little extra income. But anything that I do, it's going to be all or nothing. So once I got into it. It started growing and the people love the stuff. So I'm like, okay, I got to give the people what they want. I guess it's now a part time job, side hustle, whatever you want to call
2: it. Do you hope to like transition from education to possibly like opening up your own boutique?
1: No, I don't. I think I am going to stay online only because it's convenient. I don't have to worry about any. Store costs, rent, all the things that come with it, I would have to get racks for the clothes. I would have to then offer like a return policy and just, it seems like it would be a headache and online is just so much more convenient. I can connect with so many more people locally, nationwide, worldwide if I wanted to. So I enjoy having just the online aspect of it.
2: So can you tell us a little bit more about Ivy Grace too? And like, what do you do? Like, what are the products that you sell? Like, give us all the tea. Also drop your ad too. So everyone knows to come follow you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, I will. So thank you for that. You can follow Ivy Grace Boutique on Instagram at Ivy Grace underscore boutique. Also on Facebook at Ivy Grace Boutique 2020. Or you can shop at IvyGraceBoutique.net. Just to give you a little background, I did tell you how I started. It started with Poshmark and all that. But what really inspired me is when I had a miscarriage. It was so rough. It was like one of the hardest times in my life. At that point, I was a teacher, so I had extra time, and 2020 was just a wreck altogether, So the name Ivy Grace was inspired by my miscarriage. It was my fourth child that I would have had. So Ivy is the Roman numeral four. So that's where Ivy comes from. And then Grace is, I dove really deep into my faith at that point. So the grace of God really helped me get through that hard time. It was I was so sad. Like I never felt that sad before. Although I had three healthy kids already, just to think that all the plans we've made for this fourth child to come in, the rooms being painted, the names we could come up with, it was just really depressing. So Ivy Grace Boutique was inspired by the miscarriage and it really helped me push forward to complete the project, to get it started. And once I start something, I'm not turning back. It's all or nothing. So I dove into it. I did my research. And it's just something that I wanted to do. So the products that I sell, I cater to women between the ages of 32 and 40. And Chris is like, 32? That's a weird number. But I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm 31. So I would say 31. But a lot of women my age don't really dress the way I do. I'm more of a classy, chic, and comfortable type of girl. So that's the age group that I like to cater to. I sell fedoras. I sell jewelry. I sell handbags, crossbody bags. Just go to the website. You'll see it all. IvyGraceBoutique.net.
2: Yes, leave the people hanging. Let them go and check it out themselves. (laughs) I think one thing, though, for sure that I do appreciate about, like, the products that you sell is that you're pretty, like, size inclusive because a lot of times, like, when I try to go online shopping, like, Chris and I even went to the mall the other day, and I was like, oh, let's go into Cotton On, and he was like, okay, and we walk in, and I was like, oh, shoot, I have to go online, I forgot, like, I can't shop in store here, and he was like, this is so annoying, he's like, that's not okay, I was like, well, big girl problems, I mean. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, but one thing I do appreciate is that you do have, like, a selection of plus-size clothing as well. So, plus-size gals out there, Ivy Grace Boutique better be your next stop. All right, now. still
0: outraged. It's just outraged. I cannot (laughs) believe that they were like, yep, you can try on any size up to, like, 14 or something. Everyone else, like, you just have to... Buy it online and hope it fits when you get it. I'm just like, that is the stupidest. Why does it? Oh, God. Don't even get me started on women's sizing to begin with. It's the most (laughs) nonsensical system I've ever heard of. Like, nothing makes sense. It's just a bunch of random numbers. And everyone kind of has their own scaling system. So you have to know, (laughs) like, which brand you're buying. Oh. Oh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's definitely something that I have. I never really realized how weird women's sizing is because I... Notice that a lot of things that I sell go from small to extra large, but then when it gets to plus size, it's like 1X, 2X, 3X. And my husband's like, isn't an extra large a 1X? And I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) So I recently found that out myself. I never knew.
2: And then there's some places that sell 0x, and I think 0x is closer to an XL. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But then X, like the 0, 1, 2, and 3x, just like give more room in the upper area. But that's like my biggest qualm is because I don't have upper area. So, like, what am I covering?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you've gotten Ivy Grace off the ground, it's doing really well. But what are some challenges that that you've had developing it from going from, you know, poshmark where you're running to the post office constantly to now you have your own boutique that you're running?
1: I would say the biggest challenge I've had so far is just balancing the time that I'm spending on all the aspects. Um trying to balance the time between my family, my personal time, my me time and my regular job. That has been the biggest challenge for me because I feel like I'm still in time from every little piece of my life just to put into the business. And it's been working out, but I'm starting to see that my husband is like, okay, you've been in the office for a while. When are you coming out? So I'm trying to figure out that schedule. And get it, you know, perfect so that I'm not stealing time and I have the dedicated time to spend on the business and I don't go outside of that schedule. So that is my goal, and I'm a goal crusher, so it's gonna happen.
2: A goal getter, some may say.
1: (laughs) A goal getter, yes.
0: (laughs) What's been your favorite part of Ivy Grace?
1: My favorite part, I would have to say, is just being able to network with so many people. I've met people. In different states, and built those relationships and almost friendships, I would say, with people in like Georgia and Pennsylvania and Ohio. And I would never have the opportunity to meet with these people or speak with these people had I not had Ivy Grace Boutique. So I'm really grateful for those relationships. You never know; I may leave Texas and I may need that connection one day. But I mean, that's not in my plans. But you know, who knows? So I'm just really grateful for that opportunities to meet new people and different people.
0: So do I have like a special, oh, we're all small business or boutique owner groups that you're a part of? Is that how you do that networking? Or
1: Well, no, it's not like a small group thing. But on Facebook, there is a group called the Blackout Coalition. And I joined that group because it was catering to a lot of the new businesses that opened up during the pandemic. There was like a huge thing where people became entrepreneurs because of the pandemic. So people got out there and started using their talents to make extra money during that pandemic. And so within this group, there were people all over the world on Facebook who joined the group. And so I joined um, just looking to meet new people, support small businesses. And that's how I network with them through social media. And if we ever go to like any craft shows or pop-up shops or anything like that, we can connect and get together and share information on, okay, yeah, we're going to have this in Atlanta this month. You should come out. Or yeah, in Dallas or Fort Worth, we're gonna have this event, you should come. So that's one thing that I've gotten out of this group.
0: Have you started attending those types of pop-up events yet?
1: I haven't yet, but on April 17th, There will be a craft show here locally in the Fort Worth Haslett area that I will be part of. It's going to be my first one. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And if it goes well, I am going to look into joining them monthly and then also looking in different areas to see how to possibly create my own pop-up shop and which businesses would allow me to use like their parking lot or their event space to have pop-up shops for people who don't like online shopping and who would like to try on the clothes before they purchase. So that's something that I have in mind.
2: That's awesome. I love that there's a network for small business owners. My parents like owned a small business for a really long time when I was growing up. So I just know how like difficult it is to like get out there. But I love that it's like not a toxic place or it seems like it's not a toxic place. No, it's not at all. You're all like empowering each other and kind of like mentoring each other through everything and just supporting honestly. Are you on Clubhouse? (laughs) And do you use it to network or how do you, like, do you use it at all at, in any capacity for Ivy Grace?
1: Yes, I do. I I am on Clubhouse. I am not the greatest at connecting with people through Clubhouse, but I get on there and I like to listen. Like there's a lot of good advice on there. A lot of lawyers are who I listen to just to make sure that I have everything in order for myself to protect myself in case, you know, anything happens. So I listen to a lot of lawyers on there. I do have a few friends that I've networked with through social media, who I follow. But with me not having a lot of time, it's kind of difficult for me to listen in and be active on
2: Clubhouse as much as
1: I would like to be.
2: That's true. I like also don't know how to use Clubhouse very well. Chris and I were discussing that. He's like, I don't think I like fully get it yet. And I was (laughs) like, I feel like people who do do it that do it well, they like really get stuff out of it. So I was like, one day when I have time as well, you know, I'll figure it out. So you know, you're a mom, you're a teacher, you're a wife. Like you have all these things going on. Like how do you find a balance because that is a lot of different hats to wear, lots of different like things to keep in mind while you're doing it? How do you do it? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
1: you know, it is a work in progress and for me, I I just set these goals. They're really informal goals and I try not to stress myself out. So I'll say, you know, I'll voice my goal. I won't write it down because then it's like, okay, I have to do it. But I'll voice my goal and I'll let everybody in my house know, my husband, my kids, and everybody, I'll let them know so that they can hold me accountable for whatever it is I want to achieve. So if I say, okay, I'm going to spend about an hour in the office, y'all watch the clock because I can easily spend two, three hours in the office. So if y'all need me and it's been over an hour, make sure you come and get me. So for me, I think it's just setting those informal goals to make sure that I get it done. Like regardless of what it is, like Nike, just do it. Like I find myself thinking like, okay, why am I not doing it? You just need to do it. Once you get up and get started, it's like, it's done. So why not just, Go ahead and make it happen.
0: Do you feel like that carries over and has helped your your kiddos with, because I know goal setting is a super intense skill to, have, really to learn and follow through on. Um, and working in education with you, I know that that's something. And going through education myself, having to figure out how to set my goals myself and not really having someone necessarily to look up to all the time for that. Do you feel as though like you're helping to be a role model for your kids and then for your your students, your coworkers and the people around you as well.
1: Yes, I do actually. I tell my kids all the time, like, you know, there are a lot of things that we have and, you know, we wouldn't have them unless we worked hard to get it. They see me and my passion and my dedication for everything that I put my hands in. And so they, my actual kids, they are really goal oriented. Like they want to set these goals. They want to make sure that whatever they want to do, that they achieve those goals. And then as far as my students, you know, they're fifth grade. So goal setting with them is a little bit challenging, but if they practice it and they see that you're holding them accountable and you have these high expectations, it's more realistic for them to want to achieve those goals. And it doesn't hurt to put a little incentive in there for them, maybe a bag of Takis or something. Setting those goals with them is really important to me. And for some of them, I see that it's really important for them as well. Those
2: talkies.
0: You know when Shemaine gives them talkies? Because they come in and there's red dust all over the science
2: papers because they come
0: into me after. So I'm like, why is your paper red? Oh, it must be talkie day in math.
2: Oh my goodness. I do not. The kids come in, their fingers are nasty. And now that it's like tech, and I'm like, y'all need to wipe down your computer. This is gross. No. And they're like, miss, what can I? And I'm like, just get away from me. With your <laughs> do not touch anything. I was like, I feel like this is worse than. This is worse than any kind of sickness.
0: <laughs> Got that tacky vest? Okay, you gotta set up Taki a line. Head. Like y'all, gotta wash your hands.
2: Okay, that's something. We gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I cannot. But that is so true because I feel like even as an adult, like goal setting, like I feel like I set very ambitious goals, and that's probably part of the issue is that I don't keep myself accountable. And so I think you need to come back on the on the show so you can do a goal setting workshop with us. I would love to. I think that would be super fun. Or we can collaborate and do, I don't know, something. We'll figure it out. But I think that that, again, like Chris said, that is a very specific goal. And I love that you're teaching, you know, your children that right now, too, because that can only take, you know, that'll take them everywhere that they ever need to go. That's awesome. So going on with that, do you have any tips or advice for someone who's interested in starting their own company or is thinking about it, just doesn't know how to get started?
1: Yeah, uh, my biggest advice is to just go for it. A lot of people say that you only live once, and if you don't do it, then you know you've missed out. But for me, I feel like you live every day, and every day that you live, it's like that's a lost opportunity that you could have taken had you launched your business or started your project. Like, just do it, Nike at Nike. You hear us? Just do it. So I'm just saying that's my biggest advice. Like I put my business off for a while, just, you know, unmotivated. I didn't have anybody to push me. It's not like we needed the income. And finally, it was just like, okay, I'm going to do it. And once I started it, it just picked up. So that's my biggest thing. Just go after it.
0: Sounds more like Shemaine's motto's carpe diem, more so than you only live <laughs> once. So seize the day. Seize every seize day.
2: Every day. All yes. oh, the days. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times, you know, we see on social media like people who are doing all these businesses and doing super well. And we just hope that like we go into it and it'll just happen, right? But it's not something that just, like, happens overnight. I don't know. Did it happen just, like, overnight for you? Or was there, like, a buildup or...
1: Yeah, it it wasn't overnight. Of course, there were a lot of things that had to happen. Like uh, There are so many things behind the scenes that you don't see. So you have to get those licenses that you need. You have to go and file certain paperwork. You have to have this equipment. You have to have the technology. You have to have the platform. So there are a lot of things that I had to have in place before I just whew, popped up with the business. But I did start posting everything on my social media overnight. I pulled a Beyonce. So I dropped my business online overnight so that the next day when people woke up to this, they were like, is this your business? So I'm like, yeah, that's my business. Um, And they had all these questions about how did I get started? And it was like, I think it took me a good month to actually get it up and going. So it wasn't an overnight process. And just to think of the business and to have the inspiration, that took
2: years. That's Shemaine, y'all. The Beyonce of uh, Ivy Grace. (laughs) Move over lemonade, come through Ivy Grace boutique.
0: (laughs) So kind of speaking of those tips, I know you mentioned a lot of, and we've all kind of seen it, a lot of small businesses popping up during the pandemic. Mm
2: -hmm. And so I'm
0: curious to know how did you not find yourself like drowning in this sea of new businesses and still being able to find that success, be successful, stick true to Ivy Grace uh, and continue to grow during a time where the market kind of got a little saturated?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I see like, A lot of boutiques popping up and it's not for the week. It's like, if you want something, you have to stay with it. You have to stick to it. And that's something that a lot of businesses, they fail because they think that, okay, it's going to support itself. It's going to pay for itself. Yeah, but you have to put in the work. So if you're not putting in the work to make it happen, then, yeah, you're going to see yourself failing. Your business isn't going to grow. And I talk to a lot of friends who have like T-shirt companies and they're like, oh, you're always posting things. I have to do much better and I wish I could do that. And they have these um, things where you could schedule your posts. A lot of platforms like Shopify, they offer that to where you could schedule posts to go out daily if you wanted to. So I feel that in order to be successful, you just have to push and work hard,
2: be dedicated and not give up. I will say you are so good at that because you make sure that Ivy Grace is like at the front of the w- algorithm and I feel like you've broken it, like you've broken into the what the secret sauce is. So I'm very interested. I feel like I got to just talk to you on the side because I am struggling with our social media. Chris is always like, I'm like, Chris, can we do this? And he's like, I don't care. I'm like, can we do this? And he's like, I don't care. I am like, I just want our social media to be popping. But again, like I know it's a process. You got to build it. You can't just be over overnight and expect like success and all that stuff. So, I'm still figuring out what works for us, but Yeah. We, you have found the sauce and it's so cool. Do you like take all your product shots yourself or does your husband help you or is that like a one-woman show? Please tell me more about that. Girl,
1: it is a one-woman <laughs> show. Oh my god, it is so exhausting. <laughs> it literally takes me a full work day to take the pictures upload the pictures because I have a tripod and I have my camera so I take like a few shots just to make sure the lighting is okay and then I have to go and wardrobe change so I'm switching clothes like okay I think I have enough shots to post this so let me move on to the next one and lately of course we're still in the school year so I haven't had a lot of time I've had all these orders coming in and i have boxes upon boxes upon boxes of product that i need to get pictured and posted so it can take literally all day I, my last process was i think i started at about 850 a.m. and that's with hair makeup you know the whole thing and i was not done taking pictures alone until about 3 40 p.m. So then after I take all the pictures I have to combine them because I like to do a three-in-one picture just to make it a little bit easier for you to see the different angles and so after doing all that for all the outfits all the products I then have to upload them to the website. So typically I'll take about a day to get everything organized and then upload it to the site but I won't make it active until the very next day. Sometimes, usually that's what I do. But yesterday, actually, I was able to get everything done from about 8.50 to about six o'clock. So that's taking pictures, organizing them, and making them active to the public. So it's a process. It's a one-woman show. I do feel that if I had help, it would make it a little bit easier because that's not even, we can't even talk about the cleanup process. So if I had somebody to just clean up as we go, that would help. I'm going to be cleaning up today. I didn't get that done yesterday.
2: All interns, please... (laughs) <laughs> Please apply at the link in bio. <laughs> because, yeah, you're right. Because I can just think about, like, myself changing clothes, like, when I can't figure out an outfit. But you, like, go in and you have, like, the colors. Like, I love that. That's, like, one of my favorite things is because I can, like, look through your social media and be like, oh, that's a cute color, you know. And then, like, click on that. And then, you know, when I go to the website, I'm like, okay, I know, like, that's the color that I would like. But, y'all, like, Shemaine is out here with all the angles, getting all the angles. And I was like, wow, she's, like, really good at this, but I mean, (laughs) did not realize it took eight hours. Like, oh no, that is a full-time job, ma'am. It really is. (laughs) I cannot. Oh my goodness. Okay. So what does a fully realized Ivy Grace look like? Like the everything you've ever wanted in your, you know, wildest dreams. What does that look like to you?
1: Because it started as just a hobby. I really don't have any real high expectations to expand on menswear or kids clothes or a storefront. My husband and I were actually just talking about, do you think that you're going to have a storefront? Like, could you see yourself running a full-time Ivy Grace boutique? And I told him no, because... For one, I do not like retail. I worked in retail for years during college, and it was just something that was exhausting. The customer service alone, like, what if I'm not in the mood to be nice to you today? I don't want to tarnish my business because I'm in a bad mood. So I see Ivy Grace just being fully online, being able to connect with all the people locally nationwide worldwide and focusing just on the women's attire and products for now that's my highest
2: goal for now though y'all did you hear that the for now there's always (laughs) power in the yet and so we're waiting we're just manifesting for you some menswear for Chris. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fine, just for me, like three outfits, okay? We gotta look for those Ivy Grace originals. I feel like those are.
2: Ooh, that's mm. gonna be the one. That's gonna be the one, y'all. <laughs> She's
0: designing clothes now. All right. Mm.
2: Was
0: well, there anything else you'd like to share with everyone, Charmaine, about Ivy Grace? your endeavors those projects
1: no um i would just like to add that i'm grateful you know for a family who's so understanding my husband who's so supportive throughout the whole process the late nights my kids helping me just throughout everything i'm just grateful that i have such a good support system here at home
0: emma do you have any other questions you want to ask
2: no, oh, I'm, like, in my feels now. I'm, like, yes, shout out to the family because that's true, too. You know, like, every successful business also needs to have that support because, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't be able to do what you do if your kids was, like, running in and out of, you know, like, in and out of your shots and doing all this stuff. So, like, just as much as it's, like, a full-time job for you, it's, like, a full-time job for the fam, too. Right. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Bringing them along for the journey. For the journey <laughs> and the goal setting. Okay. <laughs> have no questions on my end, though. But thank you again, Shemaine, for coming to our show, you know, and being a willing participant to be interviewed.
1: (laughs) Yes, I have enjoyed it. I love y'all's show, so I feel very special to be your first willing
2: <laughs> yes, to be here i to be listening to this like y'all i like i was also willing no he was forced to, was forced to do this
0: <laughs> you no know, he did not really receive an invitation it was just like great we'll see you saturday <laughs> with that let's get going with our rapid fire questions ba,
2: ba, ba, ba. do y'all know what i'm trying to make a note you know like do y'all hear the noise that i'm trying to make Because I hear it in my head. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I remember, and I
0: specifically know that noise, because there was a... Like, I had a job one time, and so, like, all the guys at the job downloaded an app that made that noise, and so then at the end of the day, when the workday was done, they'd all walk around with their phones on full blast, just, like, pressing the button and, like, making the noise. I'm like, if y'all don't, like... Just go home. Just go home. Like, just... I can't. Just stop with this. And then they throw throw... It was a whole thing. Anyways... Rapid fire questions. Is there anyone who would like to go first?
1: I'd go first. Okay. Oh, so my question is my favorite part. So if you experienced a Freaky Friday, who would you trust most to be you?
2: Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, probably Chris to do my job. I feel like Chris would be the most well-equipped to be able to, like, go in and be like, I'm going to teach now. Um, I was like, oh, I'd probably trust Isaac, but I was like, he'd be in front of those kids and, like, let's watch a movie.
0: (laughs) Not even like, oh, let's view a film. He'd be like, nah, we are watching a movie.
2: Like, we gonna watch Transformers <laughs> today, something that blows up. The kids would be like, let's watch A Quiet Place, Miss. and he'd be like, okay. <laughs> I was like, or maybe my mom. I was like thinking, like, maybe my mom would be, do- but I wouldn't be able to Freaky Friday with her and do her right? job. That's the part where I'd be like, no thanks, I'm good. That's an awesome question. I don't know. So Chris, probably. Chris, who would you choose?
0: <laughs> I... I, don't, I feel like I could choose a lot of people, actually. I could choose Charmaine. I could choose Emma. I could choose my mom. I think if I wanted to be a little risky, I would choose, like, my brother and my sister. Oh, Like, you know, risky. Maybe on a Saturday, but... No,
1: it's a Friday.
0: It's a Friday? It's
1: a full moon. Friday the 13th. Yep.
0: Oh, no. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm switching with my brother, because, you know, that Friday the 13th, Woo! <laughs> Those are challenging days. I don't I didn't believe in the full moon thing until I started teaching. I was like, oh no, it's different. Full moons yes. are different.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: What about you, Shemaine?
1: <laughs> um, just to break out of my shell, I would pick Brian because he is definitely not gonna teach my children at at school. He's going to crack jokes with them all day, and I don't do that. I'm more of a serious like we learning today. And he's more like a jokester, so I would allow him to be me for a day just to break out of
2: my shell a little bit. The kids would be so thrown off. They'd be like, can we get the Miss Wilson that was here last Friday? Where's she at? Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. That is such a good question. Oh my gosh. Now Thank I really you. Gotta, I got to think about that now. Okay. <laughs> now my question's going to sound hecka boring compared to that. So, Chris, you go next so that my boring question can be asked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. My question is, if you had to bury a treasure today, like hide the treasure somewhere, where would you hide it?
2: I'm not going to tell you because what if I go and do it? Then they're going to find it. You'd have to have a treasure, friend. First of all, I have treasures. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to think about that. Charmaine. where would you hide yours? I would hide my treasure
1: at the bottom of the ocean, in the Pacific Ocean.
2: Good, because then Chris won't go find it because he can't right. swim in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: First of all, you tried to kill me. <laughs> Secondly, I'm not going in a submarine anyway, oh, so it's going to stay down there. Like I, Nope, if it's down there, it's down there. You're right. <laughs> I am leaving it there.
2: I would hide mine... Somewhere in my closet. Because low-key, I feel like a lot of things go missing in my closet. <laughs> it's a it's a really bad... It's a, it's not good. The things that I lose in there. And then when I go in, in there and Chris comes over and he starts spring cleaning, he's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, I was looking for that. <laughs> it's just a mess. Like, I don't even know.
0: Last time I cleaned in there, I didn't go in the closet. I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna clean the room. Like, you can handle the closet. The closet was too much.
2: And it was just spring cleaning, okay? He wasn't cleaning the room. I mean, he basically was like, you need to get rid of this. That's too much. Why do you have this? I don't know. I have a lot of useless things.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because it was like right before it was because we had to set up like an actual office in your room because, you know, pandemic teaching had us teaching from home. It was a whole setup.
2: Where would you hide your stuff? Where would you hide your treasure, Chris? I
0: was gonna say something stupid, like Mount Everest. And I was like, everyone goes to Mount Everest. I mean, like, not everyone, everyone, but like. Everyone (laughs) goes to Mount Everest, you know? So I'd probably choose, like, some random mountain that, like, no one actually goes to. Like, the third highest mountain. Because, like, who goes and hikes on, like, the third highest mountain? Does that mountain even have a name? Like, who cares? So probably, like, the third or fourth highest mountain. That's where I would go.
2: Hmm.
0: Except what if I didn't make it and then everyone knew where it was because I died there. (laughs) Like, holding the treasure. (laughs)
2: Holding it in your arms. Worst treasure hunt ever. (laughs) (laughs)
0: mess we're just gonna leave that there
2: (laughs) okay so my rapid fire question is if you could play on any olympic sport team what would you play and what would you be on archery that was very fast
0: i mean it's either that or swimming but i can't swim that well so it'd be archery
2: no you could like like you have the skill to do it
0: is archery even an olympic sport yeah it is archery final answer
2: I would
1: participate in track and field. I would like to be a 100 meter sprinter. She's a runner. She's a track star.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If y'all are on TikTok, you know that song. (laughs) A 100 meter. That's really fast. That's fast. That was my
1: thing in high school. So yeah, I would definitely participate in track and field. Oh my goodness.
2: I would like... I would... They would put off the gun. I'm like, oh, we're going. It's now. It's happening. (laughs) Okay. Like right now, right now. Or can I like... I'll catch up, everyone. I said I would do... I don't know if y'all know what curling is in the Winter Olympics. It is my favorite sport. Is that the broom? Yes. And I would be the sweeper. (laughs) Not the one... Because apparently it takes some skill to like release. And I don't think I have the skill for that. But I think I could sweep. I could sweep, sweep, sweep. So... And I just that's like one of my favorite things to watch on the Olympics <laughs> is curling and figure skating. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't fully understand the rules. I think it's like bocce ball. I'm not really sure though. What is bocce ball? So like you would have three red balls, I'd have three green balls and then whoever gets closest to the ball. It's like there's points and you can like knock each other's balls out. No. I don't know.
0: Mm-mm. Okay. Is it in sand?
2: Sometimes. I no, play bocce I ball like in the grass.
0: <laughs> um Emma played a different set of sports growing up than I did, so
2: (laughs) she played things like
0: tennis, golf, bocce ball. I was trying
2: to set myself up for future success, but I was not good at any of the sports, so (laughs) clearly it didn't work out.
0: (laughs) Where can people find Ivy Grace Boutique?
1: You can find Ivy Grace Boutique at ivygraceboutique.net. You can follow us on Instagram at ivygrace underscore boutique. And on Facebook at Boutique 2020
0: Check it out, check it out. There's always good sales. Ooh, ooh. Emma, where can people find the podcast?
2: Shemaine has such a good podcast voice. I just wanted to point that out. You was like on right there. Um. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the Tea with Crema, and you can find us anywhere that you can stream podcasts. We'll see y'all next time. Bye!